Marvelites, welcome to episode number 54 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, information, new releases, and smiles. We are back together again, three-man band with five of us doing the podcast, maybe six if Strava brings in an intern. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Ben Morse, Marvel.com Associate Editor, flanked by... Associate producer Blake Garris, and I thought Ryan was going to do a three minute and a baby reference, and he didn't. Next time. The baby. Daniel Horowitz, Marvel <laughs> intern, back after a brief medical hiatus. Brief? It was like 10 years. Yeah. Eh, something like that. We have, since the last time we saw you, Ryan has been to two other continents. We had a hurricane. Blake shaved his beard and then grew it back. Oh, he yeah. shaved it? Oh, man. For the that- wedding? Sort of. It's crazy. Yeah, we had weddings. We had everything. Yeah. Wow. We. That's kind you, of disappointing because it's like my dad. I've never seen him without a beard in twenty years. Like I'll never see you without a beard either. Blake. I'm the Tom Selleck of the three men and a baby. Blake is like your, right. Blake is like your father, basically. Is what you're <laughs> Pretty saying. much. Can I be the the Gutenberg? You're Gutenberg. Yes. Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Dancing it is. Everybody right. wins. Yeah. This is like this is working out for everybody. Young, sexy Ted Danson. Yeah, totally. Not Silver Fox Ted Danson. <laughs> I don't know. Don't discount Silver Fox. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm not him yet. Hey, I think I'll we should get back him. on track. We're really losing control, and it's this just this is what the people want. Yeah. So it's good for us. We're really excited to finally be back doing the podcast. So much. Has gone on the last couple weeks. If you guys are just joining the show, we're going to run down all the new comics available this week, both print, digital, collections, single issues, all that good stuff. Then we're going to get to some information about new stuff, hitting stores. We're going to talk about news that has broken in the last week or so. And then we're going to get to your questions and comments. While you're listening, you can use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel and tweet them to the Twitter sphere. And we'll tally them up and put them on next week's episode and answer them there. All right, let's jump right into things with comics on sale for the week of November 7th, 2012. Let's mosey on over to the apocalyptic alternate universe called Age of Apocalypse, which came out with issue number nine this week, written by David Lapham with Roberto De La Torre, the original artist on the series, coming back with Lee Lorridge on colors. The main event of this particular issue is the first date between Jean Grey and Horror Show. Graydon Creed, the son of Sabretooth who went and visited his dad and quote-unquote tried to patch things up in exchange for a date with Jean Grey. Basically, he and his dad got into a fight, so he takes Jean Grey out. We find out he plays the piano. Of course he does. And, you know, things are just coming up Graydon Creed in this horrible, dystopic world that Age of Apocalypse takes place in. But there's a lot of other developments going on between Prophet and Deadeye. In last issue, they got some critical information from Dr. Doom in a very underhanded way, which comes into play here. They start figuring out how they're going to use that to potentially take down Wolverine, try to take back this dimension. The Age of Apocalypse Cyclops is involved here. Stuff's going on with Monet. There's a lot of intrigue, a lot of palace intrigue, if you will, as people maneuver around trying to basically make the most of this crazy alternate universe. And I love the return of Della Torre on art and... This book is definitely one of those under-the-radar books that I enjoy because it's about so many characters, such a big landscape. It's cool to see characters like Daredevil or M-Plate all over the place in their alternate versions. So, dug this issue, pick it up. Over in Avengers, number 33, we are still knee-deep in End Times, the finale to Brian Michael Bendis' epic run on all the Avengers books. So in this one, we get to look at the squad that has gone to this 
I don't. It's not the microverse necessarily. It's, it's like it's, it's like, a tiny universe yeah. within the universe. Well, it's still Earth, as they made clear in this issue. It's just you're so small, you don't notice that it's yeah, Earth anymore. It's th- that's the thing. The people, the people who live there are so small they don't know they're on Earth. They don't know what Earth is. Yeah, but you've got this cool like horse man dude. Mm-hmm. You've got really spoiler alert: the wasp is alive, mm-hmm. and we find out a little bit more about how she has not been dead. And she was, it's great, there's a great moment where she's like, I didn't realize that I was dead. Yeah. You know, she was kind of surprised. She knew that she had been doing this whole, this whole thing. Avengers are there to save her, rescue her. They're getting their butts kicked by Horseman, and it's really terrific. There's a lot of fun stuff. Gorgeous art by Terry Dodson, as always. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's, I love the interaction in back on Earth Earth with Red Hulk and Vision, Wolverine, and then the extra squad of Avengers that come through. Funny stuff. It's great. We're going to miss Brian on the Avengers stuff, so I'm actually very curious to see how he wraps up every little piece. My favorite bit of this issue, which I felt stupid took me a bit, I didn't realize it last chapter and it took me a bit to click this issue, is that the Avengers in the Interverse, or whatever called it, it's the original yep. squad. I mean, the Hulk's not there, but we've all kind of considered... Giant Man, Wasp, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America to be the original Avengers. So Brian's really gone full circle and he's telling a story of the original Avengers in his last. And he, I, it clicked with me here because of the camaraderie that you're looking at right now. Yeah. The interactions between Giant Man and Wasp and with Thor, just the way they they know each other so well. It was kind of a nice, it was a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. It took me back to all the Avengers books I've, I've enjoyed over the years. A lot of fuzziness. Speaking of endings, the series finale of Avengers Academy, issue number 39, written by Christos Gage, drawn by Tom Grummet. You get to see, I feel, Christos' background as a TV writer here because he basically wrote this as if it was the finale of a TV series. What I mean by that, it's just kind of the way it's paced. It moves from scene to scene, character to character, wraps up all the loose ends, gives a lot of resolution, presents some potentially open-ended stuff because this is still a comic and these characters do still exist but it's really heartfelt we start out with we've jumped a day ahead and the whole crux of the series that these kids have known since the very first issue that they are high-risk teenagers who could potentially be the next masters of evil that was kind of the high concept of the series they discovered it very early on in the series they did not let the avengers know that they knew they finally confront them and say look we know that you did not recruit us because you think we're going to be incredible Avengers. You recruited us because you think we could be terrible. And then it jumps backwards, shows kind of the last day and everything that took place. The dissolving friendship between X-23 and Finesse. The kind of a capper to the relationship between Metal and Hazmat, where that's going to be going. Stuff with Stryker, which I really enjoyed. Kind of the culmination of his entire character arc this whole time. That's, you know, coming out of the closet, the scars he has on his face, dealing with fame. Just a really, he's, he's a fully molded character that Christos really realizes here. And then we come full circle to find out why the kids are confronting their teachers about this whole issue of, you think we might be bad guys. And it's some kind of really sad moments, some bittersweet moments. If you've been reading the series the whole time, this is a book that really makes you feel like part of the community. And Christos Gage writes a really nice letter to all the fans on the last page. He's had a great letters column the entire time. But just a really nice farewell to these characters. They are going to keep going into Avengers Arena specifically. But 
if you read this book start to finish, or even if you read Christos Avengers Initiative stuff, it's a really, it feels like a nice ending, a nice end point that you can enjoy. You've read this complete series, and now you've gotten to know these characters, and you'll be so excited the next time they pop up, whether it's Avengers Arena or somewhere else. So good show, Mr. Gage, Mr. Grummet, and all others involved. You didn't even mention that you're in the letters, the thank yous. No, I did not mention I was Good for you. I was, I'm I was, mentioning yeah. it, because Ben okay. has been thanked in the book. For supporting and doing all the the great stuff, and Christos thanks yourself. a lot of people, a lot of deserving folks. I'm grateful to be among them and thank him for such a good book, yeah. such a good book, and such good characters. He added great. some really awesome new characters who are going to get used for years to come. Totally. Over at Avenging Spider-Man, we've got a new story by writer Colin Bunn with art by Gabriel Delotto and Domo Amara. It's awesome to see Delotto do work. Uh, on a regular monthly book because he's incredible, does such great stuff. Remember from Secret War. Now we get Spider-Man with dinosaurs, devil dinosaur, moon boy, fire-breathing dinosaurs, crazy monsters. It's freaking awesome. I love devil dinosaur and moon boy. And Cullen really has a lot of fun with devil dinosaurs' dialogue and character in this, which totally fun, super great. I, I loved this issue. ABX Consequences number five, final issue to the epilogue to Avengers vs. X-Men. This issue is written by Karen Gilton, has art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta, who I love. I love when his stuff shows up. It's so kooky and different. It's like a hint of Bill Sienkiewicz, but completely different, just the kind of like blunt shapes he uses and stuff like that. There's a few different stories going on. First of all, the Avengers track down Hope Summers, who's out looking for Cable. Get a really nice resolution to that story. It's going to lead into a new book. But the main thing here is that Cyclops, after five issues of talking to people, after biding his time, has decided he is ready to leave prison and go back out into the world. Magneto, magic, and danger come to break him out of prison. And in the course, Cyclops lays down the new rules of being Cyclops and existing in this new Marvel Now universe. He does get out. He gets ready for a new mission. The way Kieran writes him, I love because... He is not the Scott Summers we've always known, but he very much at the same time is. So his core values. He leaves a letter for Wolverine, which I thought was, I, I don't know, it, just, it really got to me as a fan, as someone who loves these characters. The emotions he conveyed both made me happy and also really frustrated. If you read this book, it's going to get you ready for Uncanny Avengers, for all new X-Men, for Cable and X-Force, for other books. And if you're a Scott Summers fan, or if you're interested in what's going on with the X-Men, or with the Avengers, or with the Marvel Universe, this is really a must-read. This is a huge, huge title for Marvel now. Great art, great writing. Kudos to everyone involved. Kudos. Daredevil End of Days number two. It's still coming out. It's exciting. Just gotta, just gotta pinch myself sometimes. Is it Bendis on the cover? Look at it from no. this angle. I. It's supposed to be the Kingpin. But it does kind of look like Bendis. Like a dead Bendis. There's a picture of a Bendis. dead, bald man with blood coming out of his mouth. If Brian had gained a bunch of pounds, yeah. he's not a big dude. Facially, it does like look it, a little bit on, like... You've, you've met Brian a number yeah, of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Alex, Alex Malove did the cover, so... He's the, only one, Brian. he's the only one who knows for sure. But yeah, there's <laughs> definitely something. I can tell you that... The next issue, the cover for the next issue, Bendis is definitely on the cover for the next issue. And David Mack, I yeah. think. So, but that's, that's for that's next month. That's neither here nor there. This month, Ben Urich is continuing his investigation into what the heck happened to 
Daredevil. In the first issue, Daredevil died. This is a story set in the not-too-distant future in a universe that may or may not happen. We get much more intel into that universe and the structure of it. We learn a bit more about the Avengers. We see Black Widow. We get a cool cameo appearance by a very, very cool character. We revisit another one of Matt Murdock's former love interests and Mila Donovan. And we also get to see Elektra and what has happened to her. And it is... Wild. I don't even know what's happened to her. It is. Well, we get a hint of it. We're going to yeah. see more next issue. But it's cool just looking at this new twisted but not over the top. Because usually when you see like a future version of Marvel Universe, it's like, ah, everyone's a robot. And <laughs> Chicago's been wiped out or something like that. This is just like you could look out the window and see this. Things have just been crappy. Yeah. Things have just, yeah, it's just like everyone had a really bad day for years. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, someone didn't blow a country up, just Daredevil went crazy. And Daredevil's not a huge cog in the grand scheme of things, but it makes a big enough difference that things are different. It's cool seeing Brian Bendis and David Mack explore this concept. It's really great seeing Klaus Janssen drawing a whole book, working his butt off. So many panels, so many innovative layouts. There's not even a lot of action going on. It's a lot of talking, but just the way he switches the shade, the the colors, which are done by Matt Hollingsworth, who is also brilliant. And we've got finished art and paintings by Bill Sienkiewicz, who I've already mentioned like three times this podcast, but it's just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful book. It's well-written. It's Bendis doing one of his greatest characters, David Mack, kicking it as well, and just a brilliant creative team for a long-winded story that's living up to the hype. It's like the whole creative team doing their drop the mic moment. Like, yeah, look at this. Yeah, absolutely. this is what we did. Yeah, boom. No more after this. Yeah, we're out. See ya. It's cool. Over in Deadpool number one, first issue, the Marvel Now reboot for wait relaunch, not reboot. It's not a reboot. First if issue. You say it even says on the letters page here that it's not. No, a reboot. I know. I know. I was trying to. If you say it's a reboot. Axel Alonso will come in here and punch Blake yeah. in the face. Let's Ooh, kill that. Say part. it again. <laughs> <laughs> First issue in the new Deadpool series by Brian Posehn, Jerry Duggan, Ms. Val Staples, and Tony Moore. Love that. That joke at the end, come on, that was hilarious. You gotta read what would be the letters page to understand why Ms. Val Staples is funny, (laughs) along with a bunch of other things. Val is terrific, so it's all in good fun. In this, you've got violence, you've got gore, you've got insanity, you've got presidents you've got shield captain america thor deadpool violence 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 necromancy Mm -hmm. violence gore insanity sacrificial animals you've got partying like nobody's business it's really a freaking awesome book and puns boy there are tons of them you're gonna get them it's this is such a fun ride i think you guys are gonna love it i think it's a great comment no matter what but if you are burnt out on election season and you've seen a few too many political ads and rants and whatever this is the perfect palate cleanser for that entire experience yeah i mean it, taft taft oh taft love man. me some taft oh everything about this book the dead presidents in this book are fantastic yeah. and the one living president who shows up that <laughs> poor so poor guy oh man everything oh and and there's nudity so yeah if you need another reason there you go over in defenders number 12 this is the finale to matt fraction's run on this title this book was 12 kooky. issues of just crazy high level weird in the marvel universe and i loved it in this issue, you've got art by Mirko Pierre Federici, who is just doing a crazy job on this with 
Colors by Veronica Gandini. It's I don't I don't even know how to describe this. You've got the Death Celestials. You've got past and present. Doctor Strange sort of getting out of his body, going to the past, trying to influence himself to change the the course of things. Basically reinvent the entire series. This may not be a good jumping on issue for new readers. Nope. Nope. It's not. But it is terrific. Doctor Strange, magnificent mustache. Blake, look at this. Look at this, Blake. Wait. I lost it. There, look at that. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you get that mustache. There's this really cool page of all, uh, of like a big chunk of superheroes. Yeah. That I love. You just get this yeah. shot of like Dupe and Lockheed and then just dozens of other characters. There's so many like cool little bits and pieces in this and it makes me want to go and reread the other 11 issues. Matt Fraction writing Doctor Strange all day long, man. Yeah. That's solo. I, I still remember fondly that solo issue, that Doctor Strange spotlight issue that yeah. he wrote, and this really ties it all back to Doctor Strange and his central role in the series, but Matt Fraction writes one of the best Doctor Strange is this side of Brian K. Vaughn. Agreed. Yeah. High really praise. Good. All right. Back to Marvel now. Join the re-evolution. Iron Man number one by Kieran Gillen. Greg Land, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Guru EFX, letters by Joe Caramagna. I had to list the whole creative team because I loved this book. I'm going to go over the top for it. Uh-oh. I'm going to turn my hat <laughs> if you're re- backwards. If you're listening, you need a little explanation. When Ben says I'm going over the top, it means like in the film, over the top right. starring Sylvester Stallone. Right. When, he, when he gets serious, he takes his hat on, tur- takes it off, turns it backwards, Boom. Ready for business. So, we've got Karen Gillen. Brilliant writer. Cut above the rest. Little snarky. He's got some wit. He thinks a little differently than everybody else. Tony Stark. Brilliant. Kind of snarky. Very witty. Thinks a little different than everybody else. This is a match made in heaven. I could read Karen Gillen dialoguing Tony Stark just for 80 pages. The first two pages where it's just Tony Stark basically monologuing, although he is actually talking to somebody else, but he's for all intents and purposes monologuing, saying who he is. And throughout the issue, basically saying, this is who I am. This is where I am. These are the principles that define me. Talking about why he is. There's this great line that I immediately wrote down where he says, by default, optimists make the world because pessimists never even try. To me, I was like, that is Tony Stark, a guy who just keeps building, who just keeps going and he talks in the first pages how he's never questioned the fundamentals of anything and that concerns him and that's where this series takes off he is starting to think about everything going on around him we have tony stark in a brand new armor designed by greg land who by the way is also perfect for this book because greg land draws action like nobody else he draws machines like nobody else it's a complete package here but tony stark out to dinner with the blonde of the month uh interacts with pepper Potts and basically says i'm bored I've done everything there is to do. Pepper Pot's kind of rolling her eyes saying, like, this is a midlife crisis. Can't you build a new Iron Man suit? And all of Tony Stark's replies are just so witty and just made me smile. But the the action of the issue comes from the fact that Maya Hansen, designer of Extremis, has been put back to work against her will. Something happens to her in this issue. She has to send out an emergency call to Tony Stark to let him know. Extremis is Extremis or Extremis? Sure. Extremis is back on the loose. Extremis created by Warren Ellison, Addy Granoff, that played a it's big Adi role. Adi Granoff. Oh, God, this Extremis, guy. Extremis, right? Extremis, Addy, Adi, it's all great. But 
Iron Man has to go and invade an AIM auction where they're trying to get they're trying to auction off Extremis and finding out all the different ways it can be applied. The way he sneaks in, the way he gets his armor in, the thing he does, this disguise he uses. The disguise so is fantastic. Yep. Like I gotta show you the disguise later because you'll appreciate it. But it's just man, his just his wit, but also his deep thoughts. The way it turns on a dime from, you know, just something funny and just something I'm like, oh, I'm making a joke. This is hilarious. To then like the deepest, like, oh my god, I've never thought about that. that's the way the universe works. Like 180. I don't even know, man. I am rambling. By the end of this issue, Tony Stark knows he has to track down four more cases of extremis. And we have got a new kick-ass Iron Man and a new kick-ass armor. Awesome new writer, awesome new artist, and I am more excited for Iron Man than I've been in years, like since the movie came out. This is just the perfect definition of this character for me. I, I think it's cool how they were able to make AIM seem threatening, scary, mm-hmm. and like legitimately a global powerhouse you know aim gets tossed around they're they're sort of like cannon fodder a lot of the time but like there's that one shot of the aim dude when he comes out of the sewer oh my god and i was like oh that looks awesome aim is terrifying it was great and like even like the later in the book they may get their asses kicked but they have a weight to them that you don't often see from aim because the way they figure out is aim is terrorists just like hydra is terrorists or any of these other groups but the difference is aim is brilliant these are the smartest guys in the world who have been recruited to make weapons and i'm looking forward to seeing more of them in this book last thing i want to say about this book is it's so in the marvel now mission statement in that you could have never read iron man only seen the movie never even seen the movie you pick up this book you're gonna be dropped you find out who iron man is kieran does a brilliant job of along the way of the story not like front loading it here's a flashback to the origin sequence he tells you along the way this is how tony stark became iron man this is the last few years of his life he summarizes it resilience in here all this stuff from matt fractions brilliant invincible iron man status quo still remains it's not a reboot it's not a reshuffling of the deck it's just the next phase but if you're a new reader you can pick it right up if you're a long-time reader admin you'll love it i can't say enough good things about this issue i this is like the template i would put for a perfect first issue there you go all right i'm going back going under the top again not to not to you know undersell the next few comics who are the new jersey jackals can't be over the top under the top under the top (laughs) if you just went over the top then you have to go back under the under the top. so you loop it you don't want to go all the way under the bottom because then you're just going way 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 too far down you go under the top sequel I'll da- draw you a diagram later. Let's, let's pitch it to Sly. And the New Jersey Jackals are a minor league baseball team that are two towns over from me who sell super cheap tickets. It's a great Sunday afternoon. Excellent. And they make great hats. Uh, speaking of Iron Man, speaking of awesome Iron Man stories, Marvel's Iron Man 2 adaptation as we gear up for Iron Man 3. We are officially adapting Iron Man 2, the last movie. So if you missed it crazily and want to get it in comic book form, Christos Gage, Ramon Rosanis are adapting the story exactly as it happened, but with a few little comic book flourishes. So you can get this up and get back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and get ready for Iron Man 3. Good stuff. All right, over at New Avengers, number 32, more end times insanity. Can we get real for a second? Yeah, let's Can we get, get real? real? Let's get real. We're going to get real. You ready? Here, Carlos Pacheco. Mm. I don't even understand. I don't even want to talk about this book anymore because Carlos Pacheco just tore it up. Upside, downside, left side, right side, every which way you could, 
he destroyed on this issue. Gorgeous book, crazy art. Uh, Due respect to all other artists who have yes. done it so far. Yes. I think Carlos Pacheco's depiction of the new Captain Marvel oh. uniform is my favorite so today. Good. Like maybe better than Terry Donson, Ed McGinnis, it's Emma just... Rios, Dexter Soy. They're all great. Everything. But this, this one just made me go like, oh. Yeah. I, I love his depiction of uh, the astral plane here with, like, the flowers and all this stuff. Like, there's it's just a different way of looking at everything. It's a very Doctor Strange heavy issue because there's a lot of mystic stuff. And you find out the villain behind the last couple issues of New Avengers who's been tracking the yeah. mystics. Great. What a design on, on, yeah. on that. I mean, it's just, ah, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Great stuff, and it ends on such a crazy last what, what page. What is happening there? What is going on? Yeah. Oh, a, lot oh. of, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Woo. Pick it up. Road to Oz, number three, by Eric Schanauer and Scotty Young. Man, this thing had talking donkeys. It had a little boy with a fox head, then an old craggly man with a donkey head, and then there were these really creepy-looking creatures. I don't know what's going on. I freaking love this series. Scotty and Eric, just month in, month out, just go wild with this. I, I'm sure that, I mean, there's a basis for all this stuff. It's an adaptation of the original stories. But for me, this is all new territory, and I love it. I love, love, love it. I can't wait to have all these books in a big collection. When I have kids, we can read them together. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, I love this. Well, your kids hate them. Then I will disown them. I'm saying that right now. All right, it's recorded. <laughs> it's recorded. Don't edit that out, Blake. Yeah, you leave that in. I will disown my kids will, if they don't like the Oz books. Will, we will replay this for your kids. I, I will. They, when they... You better believe like it. Them. But they'll like them. They'll like the Oz books. freaking better. They will. Don't worry about it. I'm telling you. They're your kids. Scarlet Spider number 11, part four of Minimum Carnage. We get to learn more about the microverse and why symbiotes are such a valued commodity here. Carnage versus Scarlet Spider. Kane versus Cletus Cassie, Killer Spider-Man versus Killer Spider-Man, Venom against the Enigma Force, the Microns, yep. whatever we're calling them this week. Arcturus Ran and crew. Yeah, Arcturus Ran and his friends. Some crazy battles. But, again, we start to learn a lot here. It's kind of cool that you've got these somewhat street-level characters, very street-level characters in Scarlet Spider and Venom, in this cosmic adventure. And Carnage is involved and all the craziness is going on. Chris Yost wrote it. Koi fam drew it with an assist from Riley Brown, and it is fun stuff, despite being edited by Tom Brennan. Hey, we can't all be perfect. That's true. Space Knights number two, reprinting the Jim Starlin, Chris Batista Space Knights series of lore from a few years back. Awesome art by this. The struggle between the Space Knights and the Wraith Knights continues. It's learned more about the family of another guy whose name I can't say. Just like Lawsuitorific up in this week's edition of this week in marvel but if you're a cosmic fan check this one out over at uncanny x-force number 33 written by rick remender art by phil noto with colors by frank martin jr and rochelle rosenberg it's like rick remender is slowly taking a bone saw mm -hmm. to my heart and yeah. my bones and my face so you use a bone like, saw for yeah and he's just going slowly. Nine parts so far. Just <laughs> torture and death and mayhem. I had to, when I was reading this, I had to flip back and say, how many chapters are we into this oh, yeah. final Chapter execution thing? Almost a year of just horror right. and evil and, and amazing stories. Recommender does not play the short game. He does <laughs> not. And it's it's been great. This issue, you get a great heart-to-heart -heart between Wolverine and Doc. That was the highlight for that me. Was that just, was amazing. It was really, I like... 
I felt for both sides. You, you really do, and that just shows how strong of a writer Rick is, where he just, it's a, a couple pages of just a father and a son talking. They're at very opposite ends of the spectrum, and what they get down to, what they discuss, and how you feel for them. It's incredible. He's, he's really damn good. You've also got Deadpool, and you've got Evan, who could be Apocalypse. Mm. Uh, you've got Psylocke fighting her battle. Oh, the Psylocke oh, Shadow man. King thing. That, oh, that brings me back. Oh, man. And then maybe the single best death in comics, uh, at least oh, this year. Yeah. That was really... Uh, I, I Very creative. It was... That yeah. Rick Remender. Yeah, he, he, knows, he knows how to how kill, kill people. people. Yeah. yeah, He certainly does. And Rick Remender had superpowers. We'd all be in a lot of Oh, trouble. God. Oh, God. And then you get the, the final page, which... Woo-wee! Yeah. Woo-wee! Yeah, this is, you know, this Uncanny X-Force, it's one of those great things. Again, it's like, a, it's like a long TV series where it's all been one big story. It's been a bunch of little stories. They're all coming home to roost. And that's to be another one when you're done with it, just to put on the shelves and read to your kids and just enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Like a lullaby. <laughs> so they never want to sleep again. X-Factor number 246, special standalone issue written by Peter David, drawn by Paul Davidson. This is a Pip the Troll spotlight issue. What? It's Pip the Troll. It's a lot of Game of Thrones jokes. Oh, which yeah. It's a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of good stuff. But it's Pip out on the town doing his thing and explaining why, as he says multiple times, he is X-Factor. It's all the things we don't see and why Pip is indispensable. It's kind of a nice counterpoint to that Dupe spotlight issue of Wolverine and the X-Men a couple back. We saw all the things Dupe does behind the scenes. Here you'd see all the things Pip does behind the scenes. I like that even though this is an earthbound street detective book and uh, Pip gets to show all the ways in which he contributes to that. He also talks a lot about, it doesn't shy away from the fact he used to hang out with Adam Warlock and fight Thanos. Thanos makes a one panel cameo. So it's a lot of fun and a really crazy twist ending. It's like a gut shot. So gearing up for the next iteration of X Factor. All right. Final book of the week is X-Men number 38 by Seth Peck and Paul Azaceda. You know what I didn't know I wanted? A team-up book starring Domino and Daredevil, because now I do. This was awesome. I was so blown away by this book. It was great. You've got, it starts out where you've got some Daredevil stuff, and it's, you know, cool Daredevil just beating on a, a guy. Then you get Domino and her introduction, then they take down this villain club, which is just them beating on... Some C and D level characters. And the banter. Plus, and Batrock. Batrock, A plus level character. Yeah, A, a just, triple plus. Yeah, he, I don't know how he got mixed up in yeah, this. Yeah, but you know what? Domino has these probability powers that they just, they got to Batrock. You can't yep. help it. But yeah, you've got great banter between the two of them. And her, Domino's inner dialogue, her thoughts about everything, really funny. Yep. Seth has a great take on the on both characters, really. It was, it was great, and you find out... Uh, their fight against the Wrecking Crew, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was a good fight. They should not have won that, but it was no. It, it really made a lot of sense and it was fun. And then you get to see that there's bigger stuff in store. I want this for ten more issues. Yeah, the end. Or just ongoing. Yeah, ongoing. That's somewhat deceptive because there is actually one more comic this week. It is a special digest size collection Uh-oh. of Marvel Universe Avengers: Ultimate Heroes, which brings us to Blake's All Ages Corner for this week. Hello, children. Stay tuned for a tip after this book I talk about. <laughs> I think we I have just threw up. Ave- <laughs> <laughs> we have Avengers Arch Minus Heroes number four 
written by Chris- Christopher Yost, art by Scott Wegener, Wegener. and Patrick Sherberger. Yep, correct. On the face of this book, it's a battle between the Avengers and Grey Gargoyle and the Wizard and Crimson Dynamo and Enchantress and Ultimo and Baron Zemo and Abomination and Wonder Man and Executioner. But I think, I think you more. could have saved yourself like eight of those by just saying the Masters of Evil. I didn't know that. <laughs> but on the second little story, Wasp is a photographer. Okay? Which is awesome because she takes photos throughout this whole thing and the art in this is just fantastic. I would print these out and put them on my wall. That's how good this is. Yeah. And now a tip? The tip. All right. So, kids, your parents tell you that eating vegetables is bad, right? What? Bake? No, what, what no, no wait. Tells you that. <laughs> the opposite of what I said. Always. Eating Always the opposite of what you said. Good. And you hate vegetables. I get it. Baked beans. Eat baked beans. You know what? There's bacon in there. I'm going to have to side with Blake on this one. It's true. I, one day, my wife was away a couple weeks ago, and she can't eat baked beans anymore. She can't have pork. Aww. So she was away, and I ate a whole can of baked beans by myself for a meal. And it was the saddest meal ever, but it was also yeah, the greatest meal ever. Delicious. It sounds pretty depressing. It was awesome. That's four servings of vegetables. That's what, uh, it's what, it's what I had to do when the power went out last week. Yeah. I survived on baked beans hobo, for a little bit. Hobo dinner. It's great. It was a fantastic hobo dinner. And then, you know, I told my wife that I had, I ate a whole can of baked beans. And, I, and so then I, angry. I said to her, it was like, you know, do hobos still carry bindles? And oh, like, man. I really, I'm curious. Yeah. Like, I want to know what the well, culture is right now. hobo questions out there. Yeah, like, like Sweetest I, your hobo question. And I'm really thinking about, like, the, the railway traveling yeah. hobos. One, yeah. The other kind of, the bindle, and they, they go, and they go from place to place, and they cook, and they do their thing. If you're one of our hobo listeners, please tweet us using the hashtag <laughs> ThisWeekInMarvelHobo. Yeah. And we would love to have you on to talk about your lifestyle. Yeah. You're just curious. Yeah. You know. Just use your life tw- questions. Use guys. your Twitter accounts. Yeah. All right. Let's pick some twins of the week. Oh man, I know what yours is going to be. You go first. I liked Uncanny X Force. I liked Daredevil End of Days. I liked AVX Consequences. But yes, head, shoulders, feet above the rest. Iron Man is just it for me this week. Iron Man is my twin of the week. Yeah, I'm torn between Iron Man, New Avengers, Daredevil, and Deadpool. All good books. All great books. This is a strong week. Yep. It's like, what about you? Deadpool, I've been waiting for this for years. You only announced it like three months ago. I see things. (laughs) Fair enough. That's true. Foresight. Daniel Horowitz, dangerous Daniel Horowitz. Gonna have to go with Iron Man number one. Yeah. Kieran Gillen's not only an amazing writer, but he's a great guy. I actually met him at a con, like London Comic Con. He just sat down with me an hour for like an hour and talked to me. He's just a great guy. Does he not have anything that he has to do anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Is he in trouble? Do we I'm need to sure. get this him some like work? This was like a year ago. So. All right. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> we actually both used to be video game journalists, so we talked a lot about that and just kind of like how he made that transition to comics. And it was just he had a really interesting story. Did you get some food? Um, no. All right. Unfortunately, we can't count your Twin of the Week because it's biased based on personal feelings. Yes, you need to be a professional. It definitely is. You are... Disqualified. Disqualified this week, but we had some great <laughs> books, and that is good. We also had some print collections on sale. We had Alpha Flight Classic Volume 3, Avengers Academy Second Semester, so if you just finished up Avengers Academy, go back and catch up on the early stuff. Avengers vs. X-Men Hardcover, is that out this week? For real? 
Wow, already? Wow, I hope, th I hope we th did it. I sure hope this list is accurate. <laughs> Fear itself, Heroes for Hire, out in trade paperback. Fear itself, Wolverine New Mutants trade paperback. Hulk, Abominable, Hardcover, and Spider-Man, World's Greatest Hero trade paperback. Okay, in addition to all the print comics that came out this week, we have a lot of new additions to the Marvel Comics app. Ryan, would you like to... Oh, uh, sure, whatever. Tales of Suspense, up. number 54 through 65. Uncanny X-Men, 540 through 544. Warlock and the Infinity Watch, 7 through 10. And Young Avengers Special, number 1. We also have a bunch of digital collections available on the app this week, including Avengers vs. X-Men. Damn. Yeah. Deadpool, right Volume there. 6, I Rule, You Suck. Infinity War. Uh, you have to say it like that when you buy it, too. Like, Infinity War! Iron Man 2.0, Volume 1, Palmer Adley is Dead. Ms. Marvel, Volume 3, Operation Lightning Storm, Wolverine Origins, Volume 4, Our War, and X-23, Volume 1, The Killing Dream. That's a terrific bunch of really collections. I I think you buy all of them. I do. I agree. X-23 is really good. Infinity War is a classic. I'm sorry. Uh, Infinity War is yeah, a classic. And Avengers vs. X-Men, Introduction by CM Punk. Yeah. Best in the world. Yeah. In addition to our... Marvel Comics app. We also have Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Let's oh talk. God. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh boy! Look at that dapper outfit. Yeah, Nicola. right. You are dressed to impress. Oh, sure, always pants. Yeah. Hey man, you you only look as good as you feel. Uh, mm -hmm. Guys, this is Nick Lowe, senior editor and head of the X office. Hello, everybody. So we were just talking about Avengers vs X Men what? collection on sale this week. What? You excited? I'm so excited. Yeah. I cannot wait to see one. I haven't seen one yet. Yeah. We're totally stoked. It's on sale this week? Oh, yeah, we just found out ourselves. We were, we were sort of blown away by that news. For sure, man. Dude, I so gotta go see if I can find a copy of the darn thing. I cannot believe the twist ending of AVX Consequences number five, where it turns out the X Men won after all. Exactly. Congratulations. You fought so hard. That doesn't come out for another couple weeks. No, it's out tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> by the time this podcast goes, it'll be out. Well, there we go. That's how fast the, the, the weekly books go. Yeah. I just can't even believe it. Hey, the X-Men by Seth Peck and Paul Azaceda. Yeah. Terrific. Isn't it great? I loved it. Yep. Daredevil, Domino, awesome stuff. Seth's a cool dude. And Paul Azaceda. Where is he from? What is, is he from like? Kansas City. But, I mean, has he done TV <laughs> movies? Uh, yeah, he done. I, he used to work in, I don't really know. He used to work in TV. I didn't hire him. Uh, I, but I met him when I was out in Kansas City. But he's written like some indie stuff. Cool. He's written some like in, in some anthologies and a couple miniseries. Like um, yeah, he's done a couple series. things for us. Not yeah, a ton yeah. yet. I like the idea that Wolverine Fear itself. That I remember. I like the idea if you hadn't stopped Nick, he was just gonna like give out his home address. Like, yeah. Where's he from? <laughs> oh, here. <laughs> Here's how you can reach him. He lives him. by the Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool dude. Cool dude. How's everything going in here, guys? Going well. It's First good to be podcast. back on track, man. Yeah, back together. Oh my gosh, it's so special. It's exciting. It's so special. What do we got? Is this all the stuff we've already gone through? Yeah. We've gone through everything. Avengers. Spider-Man. Deadpool. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. So good. Defenders. Sad to see that book go. Agreed. Avengers. Bleh. Oz. Awesome. Uncanny X-Force. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nine hearts so far and yeah. it's like every month it's like Rick Romano comes in stabs you in the heart yep. laughs at you and runs away and comes back a month later he's like the stab fair that's he Nick's is. editing awful. style that's how he trains people <laughs> yeah I, I do I do yeah. if you can't stab someone every month 
yeah. then you've made them then like you had that train yourself those characters ain't kissing they better be making you cry that should be on the door I, I, for your I, office i'll go take care of that <laughs> yeah. right now and today did everyone vote we yes, yes. Voted, 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 voted. That's fantastic. Guys. Well, I mean, Blake's not an American citizen, but yeah, like he's tried. Oh, sorry, <laughs> voted somehow, anyways. Are you French? <laughs> he's an expatriate. He doesn't really. Know. I, I love how, like, even though he knows that this is a podcast and not visual, all he's doing is mugging visually. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> the um, world's worst mime. There we go. Awesome guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your podcast. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. It's always uh, a next, pleasure. I'm, I'm sad that they moved these, so I didn't knock them over. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I wonder, why, I wonder why they did that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. See you, Nick. All right. Back on track. That Marvel? feels like a real podcast yeah. once we have Nick it's come bad. in and barge in and, and make a little chaos. It's good. Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited, which you can find on marvel.com. Here's what's freshly digitized for this week. Intern Daniel, would you like to run down the list? Sure. Uh, Intern, wait. Do you have a hickey? Yeah, I was I was gonna ask, but I didn't want to do it on the air. Oh, I did it on the air. It's, I don't care. It's my girl. It's for my girlfriend. <laughs> what? <laughs> How old are you, man? Discretion. Oh, you're a professional. I know. Oh, Discretion. Just random aside yeah. ever. Because I, I, I tried not to look at you, and then I looked over there, and there's the... Oh, there's, I saw it. Oh, I saw it a yeah, while It's like, huge. It's pretty bad. We're I know. a freaking turtleneck, dude. I don't, I don't own a turtleneck. Buy a turtleneck if this is going to happen. Are they? Yes. Yeah. 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 Listen to All the celebrities are wearing correspondent yeah. Blake Garris. Yeah. Good right, lord. Guys. Read the first of digitized comics. <laughs> Fear Man Itself, Lord. The Fearless, 2011, number two. This is from Monday, November 5th. Uncanny X-Men, 2011, number two. Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, 2011, number two. Fear Itself, The Fearless, 2011, number five. Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, 2011, number five. For Tuesday, November 6th, we got Fear Itself, The Fearless, 2011, number three. Uncanny X-Men, 2011, number three. And Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, 2011, number three. For Wednesday, November 7th, we've got Fear Itself, The Fearless, 2011, number 4, Uncanny X-Men, 2011, number 4, and Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, 2011, number 4. Turn the boat around, because for Monday, you put stuff that's actually for Thursday. Did I? Yeah, this, this thing is it's very, very confusing. confusing. Yeah. All right, so let me... It let goes me go from to... left to right, up to da- up, up and down. It's very Probably weird. that wound on your neck is it... <laughs> I know, that could your brain. It did. No, little little worm went up in there. Oh, <laughs> come on! Oh, finish this list as fast as you can. Seriously. For Thursday, November 8th, we've got X-23, 2010, number 4. Uncanny X-Men, 2000. No, no, oh. that was Monday. Okay. You already did Fear that. Fear Itself, The Fearless, 2011, number 5. And Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, 2011, number 5. For Friday... November 9th, we've got Thor, The Deviant Saga, 2011, number one. You know something about deviants. Oh, man. (laughs) And Six Guns, 2011, number one. I guess, thank you? Hopefully you guys got that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what just happened. Go to Marvel.com and just go to Digital Comics Unlimited and hope for the best. Comics. All right, so we're going to kick it over to Strami, who will hopefully bring some law, order, and normalcy to this podcast. Strami doesn't have a hickey on his neck. I know that for sure. I don't know that yeah, for sure. Say, <laughs> you don't know that. He Strami's could. a man about town. Yeah. All right, Strami, give us the lowdown. Hello there, twimmers, twimites, twimettes, twim, twimmies, twim. That's all I got for today. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom, Stromy on Twitter, joining you once again after a little hiatus uh, due to our somewhat harried schedule in the wake of Hurricane Sandy last week. But 
I'm back. I'm here with some Marvel movie TV games news as ever, beginning with stuff that is on sale or available this week, including the amazing Spider-Man Blu-ray, which will hit shelves. If you're listening to this on Thursday, when the podcast comes out, it will be out tomorrow, Friday, November 9th. It is available, of course, in Blu-ray 3D, in Blu-ray, in DVD. It's got tons of awesome special features, behind-the-scenes featurettes. You get to see a lot of the making of, a lot of deleted or extended scenes. You, of course, get to see Stan Lee talk about his cameo, which was rather great, I thought, in this one in particular. But yeah, you can pick that up on Friday, or if you're listening to this after Friday, you can pick it up now. And we've also got, coming up this weekend, the climactic episode of the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes saga. This closes out the Earth's Mightiest Heroes chapter of the Avengers cartoon before we launch into Marvel's Avengers Assemble next year in 2013. But this brings everything to a close in a rather epic and world-devouring way, I'd say, as the Avengers and all of their allies, including a ton of the guest stars that you've seen throughout the series, Power Man, Iron Fist, Winter Soldier, War Machine, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man... Wolverine, uh, Yellow Jacket comes back, Ant-Man's there, Hulk comes back, everybody. They all have to join together to face Galactus, the devourer of worlds, who has come to, well, devour our world, and Earth's Mightiest Heroes really have to live up to their name. You can catch that, of course, at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And it's worth noting that Special Operation 4, All Hollows, is still going on in Marvel Avengers Alliance on Facebook. It is the special operation in which the demons have taken over New York. Ghost Rider is the reward character, which I am currently working hard towards. I believe I finished 11 of the 25 tasks, or somewhere thereabouts. So I'm looking very much to hopefully getting my hands on Ghost Rider because I love Ghost Rider. But it's still going on. It's going on for a little less than another three weeks. So if you haven't started yet, there's still plenty of time. Hop on in. Still time to get through all of those missions. Some of them are very quick. Some of them will take you maybe like five minutes. Some of them are research you'll have to do that could take up to a day or two. So just remember to pace yourself out evenly. And well, like I say, if you if you start now, there's still plenty of time. So, and that is of course at apps.facebook.com slash Avengers Alliance. That pretty much covers everything that is now available. So... I will send you back to uh, Ryan and Ben and the entire crew in New York, and I will return shortly. All right, thank you, Strami. Wow, that was a crazy story. I hope you are safe after all that. Yeah, geez, Strami, that's Oof. that's living on the edge. Oi, 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 oi. All right, yeah, so. Zooks. <laughs> Ooga. Right now, we're going to go to Ben to give us some news, because it looks like he's got most of the news. Yeah, we've got a lot of Marvel Now stuff this week. We're really excited about it. We did a series of articles on FF. 
which had fearless Jim Beard playing the role of the Daily Bugle reporter, getting new information on the Fantastic Four replacements. We had two new presidential primaries from Deadpool, where we put the spotlight on some of the dead presidents being featured. I believe this time around we had Teddy Roosevelt, as well as the Nixon-Ford team. So you get to see some great Tony Moore art, and you get some projections from Brian Brosan and Jerry Duggan about That's Deadpool amazing. versus those characters. We had Mark Bagley talking about Fantastic Four, specifically about Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman, how he approaches those characters. A big download of X-Men Legacy info straight from the brain of Cy Spurrier. And we also talked about two new Marvel Now titles. And those are, you know, I'm not. I'm going to say we talked about, I can't say what they are because it's Thursday and Friday announcements. So stay tuned. There's two new Marvel Now titles coming this week. Yeah, when you guys listen well, to this. Well, now Thursday and Friday. Stay tuned. We're going to have some yeah. new stuff. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and, yep. and you're on Marvel.com. In addition to that, we started publicizing the Hero Initiative Fantastic Four 100 project. The Hero Initiative has gathered 100 artists to do variant covers on Fantastic Four number 600. And they are auctioning them off for charity. They're also selling collections, both hardcover and softcover. If you go to Marvel.com, we are showing the covers as well as giving you all the information you need to get your hands on these they are awesome and finally last weekend we debuted in conjunction with the brooklyn nets the first ever nba superhero brooklyn knight who first appeared in a custom comic written by jason aaron drawn by mike diodato and showed up in person at the home opener so read all about that see the photos see the art i know john cerulean and arun singh were both there they got like swank seats because they were treated like vips but we have thoughts from axel alonzo and john was with else. frank thierry they didn't have the oh, swank never mind. seats arun was bragging about his seats yeah he, he had class class act seats but yeah stay tuned for more on uh, brooklyn night we have news from blake blake give us Blake's some news, news off the cuff i have news all right first <laughs> off kotobukiya has released a venom unbound fine art statue actually they haven't released it yet it comes out june 2013, but the pictures are released, so you can look at pictures of them on Marvel.com. And if you have this amazing Spider-Man Unleashed statue, they go together, so get them both. Are they bookends? No, they're fine art statues. So not bookends. No. Alright. Secondly, Diamond Select and the Disney Store, for this holiday season, are releasing three figures, Savage Hulk, Lizard, and Flash Thompson as Venom. Pictures, again, are up online. Really cool stuff. Thricely, We Love Fine has released probably my favorite shirt they have ever done before. Cyclops was right shirt. Yeah, a lot of people are waiting for that one. It's awesome. So um, check it out. This guy right here, pointing to myself. Brian's pointing to himself, guys. Made sure to let them know that they need to make a Cyclops was right shirt. Good man. Yeah. And you know what? They did. In Good action. Man. Yeah. So. Democracy in action. My power at work. Yeah. Finally, Ryan interviewed Alan Tudyk. I did? From Wreck-It Ralph. Who? He's a guy. It's the guy from I know. I'm just, I'm just jazzing him. And other shows. Is that, that's up today? That is up today, yes. So, in your time, that was up two days ago. Yes. Yes. I'm going to post a picture of me and Alan on my Tumblr. And that's going to be a thing. Exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thrilling adventures of Ryan Panago. Speaking of thrilling adventures, I just got back from two weeks of insanity. I went to the Thor, the Dark World set. I can't say anything more, but I was tweeting about it, so you guys know that I was there. It's uh, in England. Hello. 
putting all the shrimp on the barbie. We had comments Governor? about We had comments on that on episode 53, aka the Hurricane Edition. We had a lot of questions about why your English accent includes shrimp on the Barbie. And I said, <laughs> I said, that's not just his English accent. That's pretty much any accent. Hello, let's go to Dublin. <laughs> hey, mate. So, yeah. So I went to London and saw some really cool stuff that I will give you all the info about in the coming months. Strami was there with me. Tons and tons of secrets that I can't reveal yet, but it's, I'm very excited about that one. Then, twelve. let's see. Seven hours before I was to fly out of London to come back to New York for 24 hours, see my wife, and then go to Australia, Fox said, hey, can you come to Australia early? So they set up my plane. I got off the plane in New York, took a cab home, showered, packed a different bag, took a ca- took my wife drove me back to the airport, took off for L.A., so I went from London to New York, New York to L.A., and then had two hours in L.A., L.A. to Australia, where I got to spend two more days on the set of The Wolverine. I got to spend a lot more time with Hugh Jackman and Jim Mangold, a production crew. Everyone there was amazing. Lots of photos I posted. Lots more that I haven't posted that I will. We're going to be doing a lot with the folks on that film. They've been really gracious. I have some awesome photos i got to show these guys of me like hanging out with Jackman and playing with the claws and stuff really goofy surely keeps telling me to frame them like i i don't know but uh yeah really cool stuff the movies are coming along very very well that's gonna be great we're gonna have some stuff from avengers battle for earth with just which just came out that we're gonna put out some more videos and stuff from our visit to them in quebec city um lots more to come it's gonna be a, a fun bunch of months coming up let's kick it over to strami who's gonna have more news now Hello, hello, once again, Twimites, Twimmers, Twimmies, Twimettes, Twim, Twimfolk. Marvel.com Sander, Mark Strom, joining you once more with some news for Marvel movies and TV. First up, we've got, as I just mentioned, Amazing Spider-Man is coming on Blu-ray this Friday, or if you're listening to this after Friday, it is now available on Blu-ray. And, as part of that, Sewing Pictures Home Entertainment is doing a special Amazing Spider-Man sweepstakes that you can enter right now by going to AmazingSpiderManDVDSweeps.com. Again, that's AmazingSpiderManDVDSweeps.com. You can enter for the chance to win a four-day, three-night trip to Universal Orlando, including airfare, for four people. Of course, Universal Orlando has the rather spectacular Spider-Man ride, which I recently just rode again when I was there a month or two back, and it is as much fun as you remember it. But you get a ton of all other awesome free stuff as part of y'all. That's the grand prize is the trip to Universal Orlando, but there are some other prizes. Head over there right now to check you out and see what you need to do to enter. And apart from that, we've just been doing a ton of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes goodness in order to celebrate that storyline coming to a close in the Avengers cartoon, including we had some fan polls, which... If you're listening to this on Thursday, there's still time to vote in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes fan polls. You can vote for your favorite Avenger, favorite villain, favorite battle from the series, 
favorite guest star from seasons one, two. And then Friday, or tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday, we will be posting the results, the top five results as voted by you, the fans. We also showed off a preview clip, of course, of this Sunday's episode. And we've got some excellent interviews with Chris Yost. Hopefully we'll be going up shortly. And some more goodness for you to check out. Just head on over to Marvel.com and you should be able to find all of it. That pretty much covers everything I have. It's been a relatively quiet week. Whenever there is a slightly quiet week, it just means that the next one is going to be incredibly insane. But I will be back here next week, as always, to inform you on everything that comes up. And hopefully you will have a delightful weekend and a delightful week. And I will speak to you then. Oh, man, Strami. Wow. The news that you just dropped on them is going to blow everyone away. I don't, yeah, that may have been too much to handle. Yeah. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Call the Ghostbusters, they're in control. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So now it's time for This Week in Marvel questions and comments. Again, reminder to you guys, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel on Twitter, and all your questions, your comments, we'll get to them. We'll, we'll pull as many as we can, put into the next episode. You can also tweet to at Agent M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, at Strami, and uh, we'll see all that good stuff. What's yours, Daniel? At Horowitz Central. But uh, that's probably not all ages. Yeah, so, probably not. You know, With uh, all the hickeys parents, and the parents, nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's parents it's a source for Harley. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Central. Exactly. That was the idea. <laughs> Alright, so, at Cassius335 says, In Avengers Alliance, the signpost proves very useful in dealing with Emma Frost in PvP. Quick tip, hashtag Atlas, at last a solution. Uh, what is the sign? I don't know what the signpost is. I don't know what that is. It, I know what it is. Tell us. Daniel, bring it well, in. Okay, it's this vampiric signpost that, you know, the agent would use, and then it will drain health and stamina from a character. Is it a weapon or is yeah, it a supply? It's, see, it's a weapon, but you, you can get an immediate action after using it. Mm-hmm. I was very angry at it because I was going to get in the 1% in PvP, but then some guy pulled it on me, and then I got 2%, so I didn't get the... One percent prize. I, yeah, I, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's I pretty use, new. It came out in the last few days. Oh uh, yeah, I use Phoenix Force Emma as one of my PvP people, and mm-hmm. she's great. And then it just makes me angry when I have to face someone with Emma because it's it's hard. She's yeah. tough. She's she's a beast. My PvP team of Scarlet Witch, Hercules, and myself in the Scrapper armor was actually doing really well. I was in the top ten percent, and then I lost to Hurricane Sandy. Ooh. Oh, which yeah. took me out for a week, yep. so I ended up can't really get back from that. that. Yeah, I tried, but no. The highest I got was about early on. I got about nine thousandth in the world, oh and God. I recently I was fourteen thousandth, and then I just I kept getting kicked back, and yeah. I actually dropped back by the time the PvP ended. So I I got the gold, I got the yep. weapon, and I got the silver, but I didn't get Deadpool. I don't know. A lot of people didn't. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a thousand people got yeah. him. So. so you did, and you are listening to us. Good Let us you. know. We did. <laughs> and if you're a hobo, even better. Yeah. Because that's a twofer. Yeah. Totally. At Demox21 tweets Civil War, Siege of Asgard, Dark Avengers. What will it take to make these epic events into cinema movies? I don't know that there's anything to say that they will or will not be made into films, but it's way too early to tell. I mean, we've got. 
50 years of Avengers stories that we could pull from. I don't know that we necessarily will go to Civil War, Siege, or Dark Avengers anytime soon. That's not to say we won't, but there's so much to pull from. And, you know, the creatives at Marvel Studios, along with Joss Whedon, are very specific about, I'm sure, what they want to do, what they want to see, and the ideas that they have for any films that they put out. So, you know, we'll see. At Global Icon 2012, who will take Professor Xavier's place in the Illuminati? My vote's for Logan. Who better? That's a very good question. Yeah. Professor X is gone now, so obviously the Illuminati is a little in flux. Who knows what Namor status is? Stuff like that. Wolverine's a weird choice. I don't think he would be a good fit for the Illuminati because I don't see Wolverine being the type of guy who will keep everything hush-hush. Well, maybe he is. He does run Uncanny X-Force, but... I feel just like, doesn't seem his style. I, yeah, I feel like he would think they're too inactive, they don't do enough, they talk too much, you don't want action. If you want a hint of who may be taking Professor X's place, we know that the new Avengers is going to center on the Illuminati. And we know from the cover that Black Panther is there and Beast is there. So Beast would seem to be a logical replacement, but we'll have to wait for new Avengers coming out in January. There you go. At Jesse B 83 we need Blake's fun children time or whatever that was called to return to This Week in Marvel. The show just isn't the same. Jesse, you're welcome. He doesn't even know the name of it. <laughs> what, what is the name of it? I don't want to talk about it. You don't know what it is either. That's why you don't want to talk about it. We can do Tom's thing again. What? What, are you, what, what, what is Tom's thing? Tom Brennan. What does that mean? Oh, the... I have news. Whatever. What? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right, over to at Lex Pendragon, who tweets, Ultimate Spider-Man 16.1, that better be a Halloween joke and not Ultimate Rocket Raccoon, hashtag empty threats. I do like that hashtag. Yeah, I've not read the issue yet because it came out while I was away, so it's in my stack. There's a guy in the background of a scene who may or may not be Ultimate Rocket Raccoon. Amazing. I can't wait to get into it. It's a good issue. All right, another one from Lex says, What is with Clark Gregg in his underwear all the time on Ultimate Spider-Man? It's not actually Clark Gregg. Yeah. It's Agent Coulson. It's Agent Coulson. It's animated Coulson, so it's okay. Yeah, I, and I don't know. He's just got a thing. He's into it. Yeah. At Ref Gemlin, want to thank all who helped put the show together for bringing together a cluster of at Marvel Twitter fans. Thanks to all. That is one of the coolest things in our now year plus of This Week in Marvel, seeing how our listeners have come together and become friendly. That's a real pleasure. It is. Also from at Ref Gemlin. A freebie for This Week in Marvel fans, a spare digital code for AVX number 8. All right, so listen and write this down. It's MTML15HQGI0E. So once again, that's MTML15HQGI0E, and that's a free digital code for AVX number 8. Enjoy from Ref Gemlin. Thank you, you Robert. Very kind of you. Lovely. One, uh, a couple more from at Ref Gemlin. Who read out Logan's eulogy in the Marvel AR content from Uncanny Avengers number one? It was so well performed. I believe that was one Jesse Falcon, the voice of Wolverine on Marvel Superheroes. What the? Who's also said. voiced him in Oh yeah, Toys. He's voiced him in I think maybe Marvel Pinball. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, Jesse is. He's the best. He's the best. He, he voices a lot of characters. He voices Spider Man in a lot of toys and stuff too. But yeah, yeah he did the Wolverine one. Can you stop crinkling oh, your papers, yeah, Hickey Man? <laughs> All right. One more from Matt Ref Gemlin. Will Marvel AR content be accessible indefinitely? So four or five years from now, content from now will still be accessible? 
Robert, we I- hope so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, the that's, idea. The, that's the idea. We want this to be a continuing thing, something that will forever be there. No one can speak to, sure. you know, the indefinites. We plan to have it available for as long as we possibly can. I can't tell you that will definitely be until, you know, Blake is a man or whatever. But we will have it there as long as we want. Sorry. Yeah. I just, I look for you for Weird. something, for some Daddy. sort of inspiration. Oh, 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 get to the next question. Oh, right. Creepy. All right. So <laughs> the next one is from at the King Squid. Tweets, I just realized today that Marvel Avengers Alliance is actually Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That's kind of awesome. Kevin, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, it's not really. It's not quite. I, I get what you're saying, you know, the way that all the characters come together and, yeah. you know, these specific missions, but it is definitely totally separate universe, separate stuff. The You know, the gameplay-wise, if you want another Ultimate Alliance-type game, you're going to want to check out Marvel, Marvel Heroes. Heroes. That is very much in the same spirit because Marvel Ultimate Alliance was in the spirit of Diablo. And Diablo was created by David Brevik. David Brevik is CEO of of Gazillion, and they are making Marvel heroes. Boom, right there, you have it. So, yes, Avengers Alliance is amazing, but I wouldn't take it to that specific turn. Another one from At The King Squid. Are we going to see some Marvel Now costumes in Avengers Alliance? You better believe it. I can't give you any details, and I don't know when, but... Trust me, they get these assets and they, they plan them out. But we want to make sure that it's not overwhelming to, to folks. Like, oh, there's so many things out at all this different time. And, you know, we want to be able to, so you guys can spend the money that you want on these things and not feel like you're getting inundated with this stuff. Like Beast, I haven't picked him up yet. I will no, pick him up at Beast. some point. But, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of characters, a lot of cool stuff. And there's a lot more coming. A lot more coming. Last one from At The King Squid. Sometimes Doom, sometimes Magneto, sometimes Thanos. Who do you think is the ultimate and penultimate Marvel villain? Well, the penultimate Marvel villain would be the one who shows up right before the final battle. He'd be yeah. like the, the mini-boss. Yeah. So I feel like the consummate mini-boss is someone like, I don't know, like the Mandarin or the Wizard. Modok. Modok. Modok's a good penultimate. <clears throat> ultimate? Eh, it's the beauty of Marvel. We don't have one ultimate villain. Certainly... Thanos has threatened the universe more than once, but you know all the villains have their own kind of purviews. There's so many guys who have have been the big bads of such a thing. I mean, think about Annihilus during yeah. Annihilation. Doctor Doom has been a threat to the entire universe sometimes. Apocalypse. Magne- Apocalypse. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great Marvel yeah. villains. I don't think there is one ultimate Marvel villain, yeah. but Modok is the penultimate Marvel villain. He is the one. So that is established. At the Ninja 1991, the Ninja back, going to work today as Deadpool, LOL. Are you still alive, Ryan? LOL. I I feel like there shouldn't be an LOL after that. Yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) I I guess, yes, I'm still alive, like the song. So, yay. Good to have you back, Roman. At W underscore is for Wumbo. Forgot about the storm. Hope everyone's okay. That was in response to asking if there was going to be a podcast last week. We didn't get to do a podcast last week. Well, we did, but it was delayed. We just put it up yesterday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It was different, to say the least. Yeah, Hurricane Sandy was really rough, especially on the East Coast. Definitely encourage you guys to go online and look for ways you can help support the people who are still suffering from it. Fortunately, I think all of us here are pretty okay. Minimal damages. I was without power for about a week, and there's a tree on my porch, which I need to get taken care of at some point, but it didn't do any major damage. 
Blake got stuck in South Carolina for a bit, and now all his friends there hate him. So really, he suffered worst of all. It's true. Yeah. Did you eat a lot of barbecue at least? <laughs> Some. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, every uh, most people at Marvel made it through pretty unscathed. But there are a lot of people out there who did not. So please find a way to help them. There's so many good charities and donations being set up that you can help with or volunteer if you're in the area. Another one from at W underscore is for Wumbo. Hey guys, could you please tell someone at Marvel to expand the number of new Marvel trades available for the Nook? Thanks. Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll try. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll go over and I'll say, hey, we had a fan who wants more on the Nook. We'll We'll see how that goes. I can't make any promises, but we'll definitely put the word out for you. Stay tuned. Yep. At W Bandoy says to tweets to me, if you're in LA and see Stromy, can you have him do a Blake Garris impersonation for this week in Marvel? (laughs) I didn't, I unfortunately didn't get to see Stromy in the 23 hours I was in LA or whatever it was. I was sick and stuck in a hotel room Mm. with no car and it was not the best experience, but yeah, it is what it is. I didn't get to see Stromy, but I'm sure he can do a Blake Garris impression at any point. Let him know that you want him that he's been requested to do uh, a Blake Harris. I can do a Stromy impression of a me impression. Go. Oh yeah, let's hear it. I haven't tried this one yet. Off the cuff. Hello, this is Mark Strom doing a Blake impression. Why do you sound so old? Oh, hey, I'm Blake and Willem Dafoe <laughs> as well. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> That was Mark Strom doing a Blake and Willem Dafoe impression. Thank you. You actually do a pretty decent Mark Strom. Yeah, very good Mark yeah. Strom. Very good Mark Strom. Two more. At Wolf Knight 26 have you guys ever had Rey Mysterio visit Marvel HQ? We would love to have Rey Mysterio visit Marvel HQ. He is certainly invited. Had WWE guys up in the past with WrestleMania coming to New York, New Jersey area. Maybe that's something we gotta make happen. Rim Siri, if you're listening, yeah, you can you can come on up whenever. Yep. Because if you're a hobo, <laughs> we would love to hear your thoughts on some stuff. We also we, we put the word out to The Rock this week. Yep. I saw The Rock dressed as Hulk for Halloween, and he tweeted it to Marvel. So I made sure that Marvel replied back to him and jazzed him a little bit and told him that he's he's got an invite to come yep. to Marvel HQ, and he can put the the rock bottom. On Blake Harris and put him through a table and it'll be great. Final question of the week from at X Force Josh. Marvel Now is finally here. Can't wait for all the new titles with new creative team. Loved Uncanny Avengers. Hashtag Marvel. It's a good way to good way to end it. Agreed, Thank Josh. Josh. Thank you. Alright, that wraps up another all-star episode of This Week in Marvel. Thank you to Daniel and the other interns for working on this. Thank you to Stromy, Ben, and Blake for wait, doing did it. Did you work on this at all? I mean, you were here today. No, I think you did it. I don't think I actually. Thanks really to Ben on for it. doing all the work. This is <laughs> we, no, the other interns helped. Okay, I just so want to make sure Daniel me. doesn't get credit. He's falsely due. Credit he was, credit's not He due. was doing other stuff. Oh uh, yeah, he should have been working. Right, right, right. Thank you to Nick Lowe for joining us. Tweet him at at Nick underscore L O W E underscore. Don't tweet at Nick Lowe without any underscores. You'll a very different response yeah it's it's not gonna end well i think that's about it thanks guys for listening and we'll be back with more next week this is marvel your universe